give us some men who know the truth. And who will declare the truth. And who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards. And who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I'm serious. Yes, amen indeed. <laughs> We're never getting over that song. And yes, there is now officially intro music for this mostly weekly thing. And the reason why we need intro music is because one, you can't deny that was so good. It was. So we're, we're going to keep that around and make sure we use that every week in the future. And two, I'm making an effort. You ready? All right. Hold on. Before I make too much of an effort. <laughs> okay, let me drink my coffee into the microphone like I like I haven't done in a really long time. But I am going to make a conscious effort to be a little bit more organized for us so that we kind of have a, uh, a little bit of a general idea of what we're doing. So, I say we again because I'm over here, the laughing man over there is Lou. Hey there. 
And we're here to tell you that, by the way, um, Jesus decides who he is. Amen. <laughs> now, what do we mean by that? Well, we're going to have fun today. We have the topic of Christology before us, and that is going to tentacle out into, oh my goodness, orthodoxy, orthopraxy, an understanding of people in the light of God as opposed to God in the light of people. Mm -hmm. And it's going to lead us to a very, very dark place in regards to Emory University, a supposedly Methodist school, and their depictions of Jesus, which, on a note aside, is any depiction of Jesus ever a good idea? Probably not. Like any ever? Has this? Has has anybody ever been like, like the closest I think we've come to a good depiction of Jesus that everybody was happy about was Jim Caviezel. Yeah, yeah. And even people had nits to pick there. But I mean, out, so unless, you, unless you're Jim Caviezel, stop depicting Jesus. So uh, all those in favor say aye. 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 All those aye. opposed? All right. Motion carried. Motion so carry. it is written, so it shall be done. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be good. Before we get to any of that, though, let's have some real fun and actually do the useful stuff, like Bible. Bible. Bible's always useful. Mm -hmm. So we are starting smack dab in the middle of John 8. Why are we starting smack dab in the middle of John 8? Because, well, that's just a good place to start. Uh, Jesus is discussing. He has traveled into Jerusalem for the feast. He is there. By the way, it is my favorite feast, the Feast of Booths. My favorite because nobody can say it properly. I don't care who you are. You can't say the word booths without tying your face in a knot. You so could say Sukkot. I like tabernacles. Tabernacles, tabernacles is, is fun tabernacles to say. is good too. See, that's fun to say. Booths is no fun. Tabernacles is fun, <laughs> and we need more fun festivals in the world. <laughs> we do indeed. So, tabernacles it is. So Jesus is there. He's arguing with the crowd, and in the middle of this back and forth, he says this. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, "All right." Whoa, time out real quick. Recognize who he's talking to. He's talking to supposedly the people making professions of faith in Christ, okay? Now, this is not your walk the aisle at during just as I am and be baptized professions of faith like you understand in a modern Baptist church. This is believing in the message, believing in the person as the Messiah, whatever. That part of the problem, I think, is how they would understand the Messiah mm -hmm. and how they would interpret what he's teaching. So, But realize that's who he's talking to. Right. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. All right, stop. That's right. important. All right, this is Gospel 101. You ready? Remaining faithful doesn't save you. Remaining faithful is a proof that you have been saved. I, I know we say that all the time whenever we make this distinction. The, 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 the law-grace, the works-faith distinction that always has to be made because humanity likes to tie that in a knot. Well, that's where we go every time. Every, it's, every it's, time. It's it doesn't immutable. matter where you're from. There is nothing yeah. new under the sun. Yeah. It is an immutable law of humanity. We want credit for something, Dagnabbit. Give me credit. I demand it. So, already dealing with that. You don't get saved because you have remained faithful. You remain faithful because you already got saved. So, because you are abiding in Christ, as John 15 will tell you, he is at work in you. You are therefore producing fruit because he is the one doing it. Because if you're not in him, you can't produce anything. Right, and I think that leads to what you said earlier about orthodoxy versus orthopraxy. If you understand the order of salvation and that God saved you, then you are faithful yes. and you walk in the things that he asked yes. you to walk in. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. As, they, as the great prophet Mr. Burns would say, excellent, excellent. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> 
nice. You so, guys should be here to see this. Yeah, there's hand motions and everything. He's fully animated today, guys. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Okay, first of all, what's the truth? Scripture. All right. The teaching of God handed down from the garden through the prophets, through the leaders, through the scribes that God has appointed throughout history, fully proclaimed and revealed in Christ, and then expounded upon by the emissaries of Christ, the apostles. Right. Codified for us in Scripture, mm -hmm. handed down to the generations. That is the truth. By following in Christ, by abiding in him, strengthened by the Spirit, producing good works that he has prepared beforehand, blah, blah, blah. Or is the great Vlad, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't do blah blah blah. I don't say that. <laughs> that you follow, rest there. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Free from what? Well, free from a lot of things, actually. Right. Um, how about free from war with God? Free from the penalty of your sin. Right. Free from the power of sin. You are now set free to walk in righteousness. You couldn't do that before. Yes, right. a blind squirrel will occasionally, you know, be right twice a day or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think a, a broken stopwatch is right twice a day, I think is another saying that's very similar. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you will be the one sharp knife in the drawer. <laughs> or you could be the sharpest knife in the clock twice a squirrel. <laughs> See, all of these would be acceptable. You, you could possibly do something that is objectively good apart from Christ. But you are not doing it for an objectively good reason. You are not free from your pride, your envy, your selfishness. You are a slave to it. We're mm -hmm. going to get to that more in a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is what freedom looks like. I am now free to pursue righteousness, aided by the Holy Spirit, because I now know what it is, and I know how to get there. And I want to get there, and I have ability to get there. And I, th I think it's important maybe to mention that our freedom in Christ comes from dying to our old self and that, that nature that we inherently have. I was just going to get there. Law of logic. Mm -hmm. Okay. In, in logic, the inverse of a statement must be true. Mm -hmm. So in order for up to be up, down must be down. Right. Because if down is up, then up is not up because there is no up. You're talking circles. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's circular reasoning. That's a different logical problem. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, it's going to be one of those days. So if the, all of what we just said about the Christian is true, then for the pagan, the opposite of all of those things must be true. You do not have a firm grasp upon the truth. You are not capable of seeking after righteousness because you do not understand what righteousness is, and you have no desire nor ability to pursue righteousness because you are actively pursuing your sin. Right. Now, Right, it, right. There's there's a, an idiom that Paul talks about being dead in, in your trespasses and yes. sins. And so dead people aren't free to do what they want. They're dead. And that's, <coughs> that's typically that's, how that works. Yeah, so that's, that's part of it. That's part of the, the, the newness of life that we serve Christ in and, and not being conformed to the world but to, to Christ. And, and, and so this this is all real good stuff. It's, yeah. So we're zombies. We're, we're no. <laughs> we <laughs> we were dead and now we're alive right righteousness oh you just totally derailed me there <laughs> right. it's what i do yeah, it's my good. spiritual gift <laughs> uh, to uh, it's like a, it's like an episode of thomas and friends okay uh, I, I, I i everyone is gordon to me you okay. are causing confusion and delay that is what i do i cause confusion and delay <laughs> so no, but you're exactly right this is what we have to do we have to be alive in christ because otherwise we are 
dead in sin. And we'll come back to that in just a second because Jesus is going to make this point. It's not me making this point. Right, right. It's Jesus making this point. You right. don't like it? Don't talk to me. Take it up with Jesus. All right? They answered him. So this is that group of believers. We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say we will become free? Now, okay. I know there are some mental and hermeneutical gymnastics that mm -hmm. people tried to jump through right. to explain how they're not saying what it is obvious that they are saying. Okay, because let's be honest. You're standing in the temple courtyard. You can literally, depending on which direction you're facing, do like a quarter turn and look across the valley and see, um, oh shoot, I can never remember the ending of this. It's Fort Antonia, I believe. I believe it's Antonia. I don't think it's Antonio. I think it's Antonia. I think it's Antonia. I, know, I, I think Italian. I know what you're talking about, the Roman. It, it's the Roman yeah. um, embankment they, they basically built across from the temple. And they built it in such a way that they could look down onto the court to see what was going on. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you, how do you keep the peace if you don't see what the troublemakers are doing? Mm. So the Rome, you can literally look right across the, the valley there and look. There's the Romans who run this place, by the way. Oh, by the way, the reason you're a nation is because you were slaves in Egypt. And oh, by the way, um, what does sin exactly do? Why must you master your sin, Cain? Mm -hmm. Why must you actually have a law? Why must you actually have a sacrifice? Right. If you are free, then what are we doing here at this festival? I mean, think about it. What are they commemorating? They're commemorating the tabernacles, the tents that they lived in, well not them, but that their ancestors lived in during the period of the Exodus. Yeah, there's, there's also an interesting view uh, where it, it's a picture of the king is in the field with his people mm -hmm. as well. So there's there's lots of beautiful... Well, because at beautiful, the time, the king yeah. was in the field with his Indeed, people. Indeed, yes, he was the, leading them. They're guiding commemorating them. what? Let's be honest. Let's take a nation of a couple million people. Mm -hmm. Let's park them in the middle of a godforsaken desert mm. and have you live for a little while. Do you feel safe and secure in your tent? Do you feel like your yeah. people are secure? Do you feel like your people are provided for? Do you feel like you are grounded and, and protected? I mean, there's safety in numbers, but the, the constant refrain was, oh, did you bring us out here to die? Where's yeah. the food? Where's the water? So why do they survive? Because God, God is with is them. In the, so it's a commemoration yeah. not just of the deliverance. It's a commemoration. This is where modern Orthodox Judaism loses it. It's not just a commemoration of the suffering of the people, which, if you'll notice, Orthodox Judaism today has to do that because they have to figure out who that suffering servant is, since mm. it can't be the Messiah who's already died, so they have to apply that to Israel. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So they begin reinterpreting the meanings of all the festivals in order to fit that motif. Right. So they'll view the modern tabernacle as, no, it's a commemoration of the bitter sufferings that we had in the desert and how we were a people without a place and things like that. I think Colossians sums up the the meaning of the festivals you know they're they're the things to come but christ is yes. is the substance no, of it all it's supposed to be so, a it's supposed to be a commemoration of the deliverance uh -huh. and provision and protection of god absolutely now how does christ all know that well christian this is what he's talking about mm -hmm. you will know the truth and the truth will make you free why because now that provision and protection of god is not is not a shining pillar or a fiery pillar in the desert mm -hmm. It is the light of the Holy Spirit inside of you. It is not just a camp. It is a dwelling within you. You are now provided for and protected by God unto the kingdom. 
Know ye not that ye are the temples yeah, of the living you God? You are, are God is with you. You yeah. are. You are good to go. Mm-hmm. They miss that. They're standing at this. Mm-hmm. They're enslaved by the Romans. They're enslaved by sin. They're a people that were in slavery except for the work of God. And they're going, we've never been slaves. I think they were boasting in their own they abilities. Were. Like, how blind do you have yeah. to be? I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. That's why I thought it was interesting that Abraham comes up here. <laughs> it's because like, Abraham did not do that. No, Abraham is. The, they're trying to go past that. Yeah. See, we're not. We're not the people of Moses. See, if they were the people of Moses, they would be repenting. If they were the people of Moses, they would be trusting in God's provision. However, imperfectly, the people of the Exodus actually did that by proclaiming to the people of Abraham. You're trying to go back even farther and proclaim no were people before there was a nation. You've bypassed the promises. You've bypassed the blessings. You forgot. You've lost the lead. You mm-hmm. have forgotten what's going on here. So Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Mm. This is the the inverse of logic we were just talking about. You are either set free by the work and the knowledge of God, or you are not set free. And if you are not set free, then you are in bondage. A person who is in bondage is a slave. Well, what has you in this bondage? What has so blinded your eyes, hardened your heart, and made you incapable of recognizing and seeing any righteousness at all. That's sin. Yeah, I think I think Romans one through four really lays it down hard for presuppositional mm-hmm. ideas, and and that you know we were, we, when we're in that state, we we get to a point where God hands us over to our own lasciviousness, and that's why it's Welcome perpetual. You know, you you're living this way, and you don't even recognize the fact anymore that that there's a better way to do this because you are blinded to it. And that's the point Jesus is going to make. Mm-hmm. The slave does not remain in the house forever. Right. Why not? Because he doesn't belong there. It's not his. He's serving a purpose. Right. Um, go back to the Exodus. When the people were engaged in gross sin, what happened? God judged them. Yeah. They did not right. remain in the camp. They were judged. They were cast out. The son does remain forever. How did you stay safe and secure during that period of time in the Exodus by remaining with God, right. by remaining in the camp. Well, well Christ well, was with them. I mean, it yes, talks about leading. this. He was the rock that led them in the wilderness. Moreover, it's a, I can't remember the verse right now. Go read Exodus. It will do you good. Mm-hmm. But it's the angel is actually, if you read Exodus, mm-hmm. the angel of God, it's not just the pillar. Mm-hmm. It's the angel of the Lord leading the camp. Right. Jesus is walking around in there going, hey, guys, we're going this way. Right. I mean, that 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 had to just be mind-boggling to people, mm-hmm. that the angel of the Lord is People miss that Christophany. There. Yeah, always. They, because yeah. We, get, we could make a big deal out of the pillars, but it literally tells you the angel of the Lord is, mm-hmm. is standing there. So mm-hmm. Now, I know, I'm sorry, If so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So Jesus is reiterating his point. Because you are in sin, because you are unredeemed right now, you are in bondage to sin. You are in slavery to your own wickedness. But if you are freed by the Son, then you are indeed set free. All of that bondage is undone. Now, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me. Mm. Why? Because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things you, which you heard from your father. Mm. So this goes all the way back. This is a repeated theme in John. This goes back to the talk with Nicodemus. Why is Jesus teaching the things that he's teaching? Going back to John 3. 
Well, because he's teaching what he has seen and what he knows. What has he seen and known? We'll go back to John 1. He is the one who is explaining God. He is the one who has fully revealed the glory and knowledge of God. So that is seen in Christ. It is seen then in his ministry and in his teaching. And it is demonstrated. So either you're, if you're following God, you have to be following Christ. But if you're not following Christ, you are therefore, again back to your inverses, you are not following God, which means what are you following? Well, you're following your sin. Well, where does that idea come from? Mm -hmm. Welcome to the serpent and his offspring. Right. Always remember all way, that part. All the way back to Genesis, yeah. Always remember that. This is why um, Jude lays this out really well. So mm -hmm. go read Jude. It'll do you good. That's yeah, one chapter. Yeah, exactly. It's 25 verses. You got this. Yeah. Um, it talks about the way of Cain and the error of Balaam. Mm -hmm. And it's describing... You walking according to the course of this world, according to your sin, and hearkening back to the people that tried to go against God, tried to go it their own way, tried to establish themselves. Cain doesn't want to offer the right sacrifice. Why? Because his heart is not right before God. Therefore, he's not offering the sacrifice for his sin. Balaam knows who God is, knows what God has commanded, knows what God has pro wants him to prophesy, prophesies, and then goes, hey, you know, since I'm here, if you want to get these people, here's how you do it. In other words, you know who God is, you know what he's going to do, and you know what he's accomplishing, and yet you're still trying to go against it. Mm -hmm. That is a stubbornness that doesn't just arise from a greed for money. That is a stubbornness that arises out of a hardened stone heart. Mm -hmm. Just like the magicians, just like Pharaoh, just like, um, oh shoot, um, Hezekiah's son. Manasseh. Manasseh, yeah, yeah. Like Ahab. I mean, think about Ahab. Think about all the things Ahab saw. Couldn't bring himself to undo it. Why? Because he's not free. He is bound to his sin because that is who and what he is. Mm. What you need is to be transformed by the work of God, presented in, and accomplished in the Son, and empowered, therefore, by the Holy Spirit. Without that, you've got nothing. You are just following along like everybody else has been from the beginning. This is the breakdown. This becomes the problem. So again, now comes the place where we got to look at the world. I need my RC Sproul again. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with I'm you? serious. Having heard that again, to put it into that little intro on the opening, he was even more bitter than I thought he was. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was, was even more bitter and disgusted than I remember. Yeah, not a lot of people. I, I don't know. Maybe people have have seen that, but they, there there's a panel of, of <laughs> biblical scholars and whatnot and pastors and they're answering questions and when the question was read to him, he's like, What is wrong with you people? <laughs> he's, no, I'm serious. They thought he was joking. They were laughing. I know. He was he I was serious. Like, huh. So alright, we are we are moving to Atlanta. You ready? Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> excuse me. In Atlanta there is Emory University. Um not a lot of folks, I don't think, know Emory University. Mm -hmm. So if you are versed in popular culture, so like where we are in the Midwest, the the preeminent private school is based, I, th I would think Northwestern. I think that's a good case to be made. North of Chicago, okay. high academics. Northwestern is one of my favorite um, athletic schools of all time okay. because they've been terrible at everything for so long. But like the like it, back in the day, it was like you needed like a 1,400 SAT score to even get in. And so the student section at Northwestern used to have a chant, like they'd get their butts kicked by Ohio State in football or get beat up by Michigan or somebody in whatever sport. And the, the student section would have a chant, and it would be, that's all right, it's okay, you'll all work for us one day. 
Oh, I love it. Because they're all they're all gonna be doctors and lawyers and right. big brain guys, and they're like, yeah, we're terrible at sports, but mm-hmm. ten years from now we'll be signing your paycheck, so it's okay. You enjoy your fun. <laughs> So if Welcome you travel around reality, the country, right? yeah. If you so in the upper Midwest, Northwestern is kind of that school. If you go out to the West Coast, Stanford is that school. Private, high education. You immediately hear Stanford. You go, oh, you know, those are big brain people. Now, if you move to the East Coast, um, a lot of people know Duke University, also a Methodist school, by the way. Is it? Oh, I didn't realize Duke. Yeah, they may not still be affiliated, but I know they was founded as a Methodist school. Um, but in Atlanta equal academics to Stanford, Northwestern, and Duke is Emory University. They are top of the line. I mean, the the best of the best, you know, big brain people, you know, trying to cure cancer type of a thing. Okay. So this this is a legit school. Okay. That I didn't even That makes this worse then. It does, doesn't it? It does. And I didn't realize, because I didn't care about the history of Emory University, but I didn't know that they were actually a Methodist-founded university either. I was not aware of that until I looked into this. So, Okay. All right. I'm just going to read you this article. This is, okay. Yeah. Inhale. Take a deep breath. All right. Make sure you're sitting down. If you're driving, um, make sure there's not a lot of pedestrians around you or anything like that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, if you don't be working on any electrical wires or any plumbing, you don't put your hand in the garbage disposal. All right. <laughs> I was going to mention that disposal. <laughs> don't be, don't be messing with the disposal at this time. Was Jesus gay? Oh, I love that the article starts with this question. A recent college art piece asked that very question, and it appears to have leaned toward answering with yes. <laughs> Oh. What's wrong with you people? Right. This, this is why that John MacArthur sigh is in there. <sighs> Unqualified. <laughs> I mean, what else do you say? I, I mean, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Let's just, let's just, because I, I have so much. Right, to let's say. get a paragraph. You ready? Let's get a whole paragraph. Yeah, right. Atlanta's Emory University recently held an art show. Go team. In an April 27th Instagram entry, the school had advertised its senior capstone showcase. We are excited to host the Emory Integrated Visual Arts co-major Senior Capstone Showcase. Good lord, that's wow. a long title. Yes. Do, you, do they have a banner for that? Do you have to get that oh, reprinted man. every year? How big does that thing have to be? Yeah, it probably unrolls. I'm telling you. The opening reception is tonight from 5 to 7 on the second floor of the ESC. That gets abbreviated. <laughs> yeah, Coming out for snacks and art. Bring your friends. If you missed the event the Post promised, you can still see several of the pieces through Commencement Weekend. Curiously included in the show, a self-portrait by graduate Tommy Greenler. I had to go see the portrait. I just... It's terrible. It is. It is. (laughs) Whatever you imagine, it's worse. Yeah. I don't actually encourage you to look it up. I don't. No. So. That's just... As, re- yeah. as reported by Campus Reform, a photo of Tommy hanging on the cross, <coughs> I'm sorry, hanging from the cross, dressed as the Son of God and labeled Nailed to Sin was captioned as follows. All right. So let's recap this because this caption is like brutal. This caption is a dissertation. Mm. I hope they didn't put it on a plaque. I hope it was on paper somewhere. So Tommy Greenler is a graduate of Emory University's art program. He has entered a piece into this show. This is a Methodist school. Mm -hmm. He has a title called Nailed to Sin. And here's the caption. Jesus Christ is probably the most famous person to have ever lived. Over the last 2,000 years, the mythology surrounding his life has developed into the world's most practiced religion, with over 2 billion followers today. The legend of Jesus' life is more important to most Christians than the actual life of the historical figure, which is furthered by a lack of reliable uh, recorded history. 
Raised in a progressive Christian church, I often found myself questioning the biblical depiction of Jesus, wondering what parts of his story were left untold. Why did he spend much of his adult life living with 12 male admirers? Why was John the only disciple present at the crucifixion, when many gospels confirm that Jesus loved him in a special way? My faith community was accepting of my gay identity, but vocal condemnation from many Christian institutions was ever-present. If the common assertion by many Christians that Jesus sacrificed himself to relieve humans of our sins was true, then why was my sexual identity considered especially offensive, even unforgivable? In this photograph, I cast myself as Jesus in a historically inaccurate depiction, I am white like Jesus is often incorrectly depicted, of the crucifixion. I hope that viewers will find this photograph confrontational, as I have had to confront being called a sinner my whole life for something I believe that Jesus of Nazareth and I have had in common. Mm. Okay. One of the things that really irked me is how he casts doubt on the Gospels and the Scriptures. Everything. On everything. But yet he makes this wild statement based on what? On, on the on the works that he is now that he has previously said are not accurate. So let's. Man. I don't think we can exegete this caption. Uh, I told you this caption was a doozy. Ooh we. So okay. So Jesus is the most famous person to have lived. I like the the distinction between the mythology and the actual life. So right. there's the stuff that's religious about Jesus and the stuff that Jesus actually did. Um, this is like this is the stuff that if you were, if you were old enough to remember or you have done any study in this you've heard of the Jesus seminar sure this is that the quest for the historical Jesus this is the same thing we can't start with the New Testament because we know that's corrupted and an abomination against history so we have to start somewhere else right so they start with philosophy or whatever it is they want to start with psychology mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and they try to go through all these things so there's your beginning anytime you're trying to separate the mythological Jesus from the historical Jesus you have already rejected the truth, which, why was it important we covered that? Where's the truth found, Christian? The truth is found in Scripture. Mm-hmm. You don't understand Jesus as a historical figure. You understand Jesus in the context in which you learn of him, which is the context of Scripture, the fulfillment of the, fest- of the f- festivals, <laughs> mm-hmm. the fulfillment of the festivals, the fulfillment of the sacrifice, the fulfillment of the prophetic warnings, mm-hmm. the fulfillment of the promises. The, of all the things, of all the promises of God, they are yes in him. This is important. Divorce Christ from that context, and well, then you can come up with whatever you want because right, that's, that's, the that's whole all premise. you're left with is what you want. Right. <clears throat> so there's the first thing. All right, the second thing, progressive church, he's questioning the biblical depiction, wondering why parts of the story were left untold. I'm not. And how does he how does he know they're left untold? Is there any evidence, is there any witness throughout history from anywhere stating what he is stating? There's none. Other than Gnostic made up stuff, you're that there's nothing. You're right. And that's and again, that's Gnostic made up stuff. But but now this is the problem. If I went to Tommy's art show here and I looked at his picture and there was some dark shading in the corner and I asked him, Hey, what's in that shading? Is that the point of the picture? No. No. It's shaded because it doesn't matter. It's meant to get you to focus on what does matter. I wonder about the things that are untold. It's because you don't want to accept the things that are told. Right. So you want to find things that make you feel better, that provide you with your comfort. In other words, you are, because you are unwilling 
to listen to Christ, you are unwilling to accept the truth, and you are unwilling to follow him, mm -hmm. you are dead in your trespasses and sins, and you are still enslaved to your sin, which means you are a slave to your selfish idolatry. You are enslaved to your pride, and you are incapable of doing the works of God the Father. You are doing the works of your father, the devil. That's what's going on here. All right, so there's the next thing. Um, why did he spend so much of his adult life with 12 male, male admirers? Oh. First of all, it was hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people. Second of all, uh, read a Bible. There were several women involved, many traveling with the crowd as they went through. For sure. Admirers? No. Admirers. Right. See, this is the problem. This is where with, they cast a different picture of this Christ. This is the problem with shampoo model Vidal Sassoon as Jesus <laughs> on the TV show. Okay. Is everybody yeah. thinks of Jesus in like the flowing locks and the piercing blue eyes, and he's just you know moving and ba basically imagine him like mick jagger with better hair that's how jesus is but isn't that how jesus is constantly portrayed mm -hmm. you know the mick jagger you know the weird little dance moves that he does. yeah right somewhere somewhere between mick jagger and jim morrison okay tell me that's not how jesus is portrayed in every movie though yeah for sure you know just this it's, it's an ethereal movement and everything is just so mm, and and you know everything is like i don't know what do you think man and and the flowing locks and everything is perfectly conditioned and mm -hmm. it, it, this is the problem is it's basically all right let me i'll say that i'll say it's a borderline homoerotic interpretation of christ yeah and you give fuel to this because we have to make it artistic and beautiful no no you don't mm -hmm. if you're gonna go to the trouble of depicting and look i'm not one of those that says every tv show that includes a depiction of jesus is automatically a violation of the commandment i'm not one of those people i know people who are that that anytime you try to put Jesus on film, like when you do the, the Matthew project and stuff like that, you're automatically sinning. I'm not in that boat, but I'm getting closer to that boat because of the way we do it. Mm -hmm. And that we do it so terribly. I mean, seriously, Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe has played Jesus in a movie. I think that through. I know. Superstar, right? Jesus Christ, superstar. No, no, no. He was the last temptation, I think. The last temptation of Christ where he gets the opportunity to see what life would be like if he marries Mary Magdalene and settles down and has a kid and doesn't die on the cross. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I Maybe I haven't seen that one. Yeah, You're better off. It's okay. Yeah. But it was basically called like the most bad blasphemous movie of the 70s or something like that, which is impressive if you can outdo Exodus. Or not Exodus. Um, Exorcist. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So... Why was John the only one present at the crucifixion when many other Gospels confirmed that Jesus loved him in a special way? Same problem. I'm not going over that again. He was accepted for his gay identity. All right. Okay. Do you I'm see gonna, this assertion they make? I'm going to stop right here because this is important, and I don't think this is something you and I have ever covered before, so okay. I think this is important you and I do this. Okay. I am... This is not something you and I have ever specifically laid out, so I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you agree with me here. Okay. But if you don't, that'll make for a really great listen. <laughs> okay. Homosexual activity. Always sinful. Absolutely. Okay, so. All right. <laughs> that was the easy one. Right, right. Homosexual desire. Always sinful. I, I think that's true, too. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. there we go. Having homosexual desire does not equal incapability of salvation. Right, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're so, in agreement. So if you are a person who Such struggles... some of these. If it, you are yeah. a person who struggles with same-sex attraction, you are struggling with sin. Right. That, however, is not a disqualifying sin. 
Well, we're all under that banner. Agreed. Yeah. This now the reason I make this distinction, I I, I had a feeling we were every once in a while though you run across the the, the fundamentalist crowd who's like, no, if you even think the thought, you can't be saved. But anyway, okay. Come on. I I, I didn't think you'd be there, but you know what? Yeah. I I hedge my bets. Mm-hmm. So the reason I point that out is because no one runs around going, well, I'm a gambling Christian. Or I'm a lusting Christian, or I'm an alcoholic Christian, or I'm a lying Christian, or I'm a thieving Christian. <laughs> because we don't identify ourselves by our sins, right. no matter how besetting they might be. I may can't stop looking at the chicken yoga pants at the gym, Christian. Which, which by the way, I'm allowed to look at the chicken yoga pants at the gym because it's my wife most mornings. So, so nah. <laughs> I'm glad you prefaced that, because people are out there, he said it, we can do it, guys. <laughs> well, if it's your wife, you can too. You can't look at my life. <laughs> we're going down that slope. But, but no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, right. Nobody, nobody right. walks into church and be like, hey, what kind of Christian are you? Oh, I, I, I'm the overeats on Tuesday type. You know, I mean, nobody does this except we're trying to do this culturally with this one group. My gay identity. You don't have a gay identity. Okay. As someone who has never struggled with same-sex attraction, I still do not identify myself to other people as, hey, my name's Michael, I sleep with my wife. That's weird. Yeah. That would be creepy. Yeah. Like, you don't go to parties and be like, hey, my name's Dave, heterosexual. People would look at you and be like, thanks, Dave, don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, my son, he, he was working for a restaurant, and, and he was part of the the crew that helped train new people and so he was being introduced to a new guy and the guy introduced himself said his name and he says i'm gay i like men and my son was like deer in the headlights he's like so okay why did you tell me that okay we're i'll talk to you later and he kind of walked away what else do you do i'm serious yeah i don't care right i don't want to know these things right like like the whole i don't want to know any Why, why is this becoming the thing and the reason it's becoming a thing is because slaves to sin because they are slaves to sin, they can do nothing but follow the will of their father, the work of their father. Mm-hmm. They can do nothing but hold their mm-hmm. sin up mm-hmm. as their righteousness. Right. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I yep. do. You must appreciate it. You must celebrate it because it's me. It's me. Yep. I don't care. The right. whole message of the gospel is for you to be less like you and for you to be more like Christ. I'm crucified so sit, with Christ, so nevertheless I live. So sit there and I say, live. my community was accepting of my gay identity. Then you don't have a Christian community. <laughs> they are not abiding in the truth and they are not free. Therefore, they cannot lead you into freedom. That This, this is the one that bugs me more than anything else. It does. Because it, it's like you can't be like, well, I'm the lazy Christian. I'm the, I don't like to do the dishes Christian. I, I, this is forsaking of sin. That's what this is supposed to be about. This is not supposed to be about reorienting reorienting scripture according to your orientation. This is supposed to be you dying to self, abiding in the truth that God has laid down, and then walking according to the power of the Spirit because you are free to do so. One of the things that I, I, am, I hate so much about this movement that they've got going is that they present this as it is a truthful uh, yeah. exegesis of, uh, of of the gospel when in, 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 tr- in truth it is nothing more than a revisionist version of the gospel. It's called queer theology. Yeah. And and they, they twist everything. Every place where the Bible talks against this they have some talking points and, and for people who are unable to read contextually and understand what the scriptures are saying plainly without going into the Greek or the Hebrew 
they fall prey to these people because they they look at them as if they're experts in the in the scriptures and 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 they take their word for it. But one of the the passages I every time you're as you're talking, I'm thinking of what Paul said in <laughs> Romans one, and it says that and although they knew uh, the ordinances of God that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give heartily approval to those who practice them. That it's it's like Paul was reading the news article. He, he read this article. Just about you know. And this is again Christian. This why do you think we're forever telling you to read your Bible? Yeah. What's the cure for this? The cure is abiding in the truth of Christ, knowing it and being set free by it. There's now again. This is also why I determined to tell you what's your freedom. It's freedom from war with God, freedom from judgment of my sin, freedom from the power of sin over me, freedom from slavery to Satan. Right, and here's another thing. We are not free to sin that grace may abound. Paul and, said may it never and again, be. And this is, this is again, what is my freedom? It is oriented towards and with God, not me. Right. I love the postscript on this. The inclusion of such a piece in the school-sponsored art show may strike some as surprising, as Emory College Emory is a Christian college. The institution is affiliated with the United Methodist Church. And then again, the UMC isn't known for its traditionalism. I cut out the. Did you look up the rest of the article? I did. After that point in the article, it lists off like twenty-five links about how the UMC is going astray. Right. I mean, it was the UMC was the dude with was the denomination with the drag dude a couple weeks ago that we covered. Yeah, in it? Illinois. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I try not to think about that. Don't, <laughs> must, you, must you crush me constantly? <laughs> Let's go on a road trip. <laughs> no, no, I need to not be in jail this week. <laughs> we have a Methodist church in town that... um. Oh, I know exactly. I live right around the corner from it. That Yes, yes, you do. And for, for months, she had a... Um, a column in the paper where she could spout this type of air quotes Christianity and I used to have this guy that called me I just I had to stop it's like I can't I can't take any more because I don't want to read it and I don't want to know but he was like making me because he called me and asked me about it but we had a member here not not here anymore he's moved uh, moved out of state but he's like we need to have a Sunday morning field trip I'm like why he's like we need to go to that Methodist church so we can like heckle and throw things at her <laughs> we're like no it does no, not help no yeah. we're not that's that no he's like and then he's like can I go no, <laughs> no, you can't. He's like, well, if I'm ever not here on a Sunday, you'll um, no, don't know. Do not go down and throw things at the heretics. That is not nice. You will end up in jail. He I don't want to have go. to bail you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been a thing for a while. If there's a, this is as far as our country is concerned, liberation theology, the, the queering of God as far as the... Because let's be honest, queer theology is just a building off of oh, sure. liberation theology. All of this is fully rooted in the, in the UMC, which is why the UMC is finally splitting globally. The um, the Western Church is splitting off from the, um, the Sub-Saharan Church, basically, mm-hmm. because it's the Asian and African churches going, you people don't even read your Bibles. We don't want to be a part of you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're finally going to get their split coming up. But at the end of the day, this becomes the breakdown is they're unwilling to let go of what they know to be true which is that god is there and he is judging therefore since i can't silence god and i can't silence my own conscience i have to try to silence you Mm -hmm. and just like the drag pastor was trying to confront you christian who keeps holding to the bible what is this guy trying to do i hope this is confrontational because you're telling me i'm a sinner for something that i'm going to claim jesus did 
Mm. Well, I'm telling you you're a sinner because you're a human being, yeah. and you're a sinner, and your goal is to repent from all of your sin. Right. And not walk according to what you want, but walk according to what God proclaims. In other words, to walk according to the truth. Some some actually believe that over time that things can be that were once considered evil can now be considered good or virtuous. I, I ran into a young man at a grocery store, and I wasn't talking to him about homosexuality, but I knew he was he was a homosexual. You could tell, very feminine. But the the ladies in front of me. Um, they were witnessing to him and talking to him. And he made it, he looked at me and he says, I'm pretty sure that after 2,000 years that this is okay now. <laughs> as, if, as if he was looking at me for approval. And I said, are you asking me for my opinion? Is there an expiration date on Romans? Right. Is there an expiration date on Genesis? I missed that meeting. <laughs> yeah, right. And he says, not really. And I said, okay. Then I, you know, I just left it alone. It's not because he it. could t- he could tell that I, I was not in approval of what he just yeah, said. We're not we're not going down this road. And have to. I admired the young ladies that were trying to help him, but it just it, it falls on deaf ears because they are they're following after a, a different Jesus, a different gospel. Um, they have made God into the image of themselves, mm-hmm. and and now they're attributing sinfulness to. Because that God. makes me feel better. It's my joke. Right. Whatever helps you sleep at night. This yeah. is what helps them sleep right. at night. Unfortunately, it's not going to help them sleep in eternity. Right. And that's why we still proclaim it. But again, Christian, that's also why you have to be wary. Because this is right. the world isn't going to get better right. apart from Christ. Right. And this is what we're going to have to deal with. And that's okay. Why? Because we're free from it. In God, in Christ, we are free. We are also not, though, exempt. Right. So while we are free, we are still now slaves of Christ slaves to the proclamation of the truth and to living out that truth and that's a good place to be by the way because that means we are secure because it is god who holds us and god who carries us forward amen all right anything else no all right so what have we learned here today children (laughs) we must understand jesus according to scripture the world wishes to have an idol as christ and sin never rests from destroying the truth (sighs) so we have a couple of fun things on the docket for the coming weeks it's gonna I don't know if it's ever going to get any better, but we're going to still keep having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think there's a there's something that should be added to that lovely intro, send it to us. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I love the quotes, but if you have a better one that you think is appropriate or we'll just add it in there and have fun with it, if, if we get enough of them, we'll eventually have a 10-minute intro. And I'm okay with that. You can fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> so until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.